You're listening to a Whales or Whales production. You're also listening to Whales. Visit whalesorwhales.com for more projects and shows like this one. everyone and welcome back to train station at eight a video game music podcast i return as your host slash conductor once more i'm steven and my brother brian is here as well hey conductor that's you know that's really um clever because we're a music podcast and train station you know like hey you're right i never noticed the train music connection Man, I even called myself a conductor on a previous episode, and you didn't catch that. Nah, catch up on that. I wasn't okay, paying cool. attention that episode. Well, we've got another guest here with us, Brian. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I know, and it happens to be another OC remixer. We're kind of on an OC remix kick, um, and it is Rexy, uh, also known as Bev Wolf. So, welcome to the show, Bev. Glad to see you. But um, are you really sure that an electric train is a good idea? I was off expecting a steam train. <laughs> Well, considering all of the games and music that I listen to and play on Steam, that would be very appropriate. <laughs> so, so Bev, how about you introduce yourself uh, real brief-like to the audience who may not know you already? Okay, then. Okay, so uh, I've been at Adventure on Overclock Remix for about ten years now. Um, I I uh, really enjoy uh, doing a lot of video game remixes, as well as being able to dabble in various other forms of artwork outside of my own time. Um, I, I, I do a DJ slot on Radio Sega every, every Friday night called Sega Mixer Drive, where I play a lot of um, Sega arranges from across the com- from across the from across the wider community, and um, and have a lot of fun with that. And um, I also call kind of me to other projects outside of the web, including helping out guys at the Sonic Stadium from time to time. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think I'm, I think that's pretty much uh, me in a, in, a, in a bit of a nutshell at the moment. <laughs> now I promise that I did not go and actively seek out Bev to be on the podcast just because she's so involved with Sega music. <laughs> I don't believe but I, you at all. Like... I won't deny that that's part of the reason. <laughs> no, she's hard. also. I've actually known you from OC Remix quite a lot longer than I have from Radio Sega, even though I've been listening to that as well. So when I found out that you were connected to both of those things, I got really excited. Well, it's kind of funny you say that, because uh, while Sega is a big passion and one that that helped me get into gaming, I'm generally Mm -hmm. more of a great platform gaming buff um, on an an overall kind of stand front. Um, Mm. So, so, um... The Sony PlayStation 1 and 2 were also important parts of my life. The Nintendo Game Boy as well. I think I've got the oh, every neat. single Nintendo handheld except for the ill-fated Virtual Boy. It <laughs> uh, doesn't even count as a handheld. Those don't yeah. even exist. It's like an <laughs> urban myth. Okay. You have a, what, what was it, a DSi? What was the weird one between light and the 3DS? Or Oh, yeah. The, like D- the, it- the DSi, that was like the uh, 3 yeah, a standard DS, but with a camera on it. I just saw it as a spin-off more than anything else. Yeah, I was just curious mm-hmm. if you got every model, because they release a lot of those as well. Oh, yeah. You have every color of the original game. <laughs> <laughs> Pikachu yellow. Yeah, that would be hard. <laughs> That's cool. Well, then, I apologize for pegging you as a um, a Sega personality, because I took that excuse to make this a very Sega-themed episode. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's part of the uh, kinks where I stand right now. <laughs> Yeah, it's if you appear on Radio Sega, people are going to make assumptions. <laughs> but anyway, so what have you been listening to recently? That's how we usually kick off the show. So, Bev, why don't you start? Alrighty, so uh, usually when I do my uh, search for remixes on Sega Mixer Drive, I go all over the web just to try and scout something new. And I suppose, and I can mm-hmm. say right now, YouTube is a heck of a big pain right now. I mm-hmm. I pick out three new releases each week for remix highlight sections, and while there's still the bit some good selections on those three remix, I go outside of those as well. I'll plug two projects right here and now. First of all, Ishnabubula's VGM cast series, which he has mm-hmm. been doing on, the, on on his own Twitch um, during the, this past June, taking requests from fans and performing them. And well, after learning the songs um, over the, the, the course of two days, this is the craziest pianist I have ever witnessed and puts my own skills into shame. Wow. I need to check this out, I think. 
It's, he's on hiatus right now, though, but you really should check out the all five volumes he has put together. It's just inc- it, it, it's just very intense, um, both a creativity um, and be, be, being able to uh, learn, learn such complex tunes as well. That's great. I've been very into the piano recently, just as an instrument. I'm, I'm, I, I have secretly harbored a need to learn how to play for a really long time. Um, what and kind stuff of music like that. Does this guy do? Uh, like, wh- what is it? Original music? Is it remix stuff? It's uh, mostly uh, VGM remixes, though. Um, he's also okay. been able to reach out for uh, compositions of his friends as well. Gotcha, gotcha. That sounds really neat. Second, I'd like to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. The second one I'm hoping to promote is, there is a new arrangement of Fast Lane from Anarchy Reigns, as put together by the original uh, performers Rushton and Diamonds. They put it up on their own website just uh, recently as well. And you, you, you know sometimes when we hear um, these uh, these uh, big rock tracks and latest Sonic Adventure tracks being uh, re- reimagined as uh, classic tracks in Sonic Generations... That's exactly what this remix sounds like to me, and is um, oh, that's cool. It's a really chippy approach that that's um kind of sounds like a Game Gear track more than anything else. Really enjoyed that. Have you ever listened to the um, Blood Rain soundtrack uh, I, from Vert? Um, I've heard bits of it. It's like a um, a, uh, a Castlevania for the modern age, isn't it? Pretty much. It, it could easily be mistaken for Castlevania music. And the reason I bring it up is because it's kind of the same thing where he breaks down the modern tracks that he puts together and plays them with a classic NES Castlevania style. Um, and it's, it's just really fun stuff. If you like that idea of a classic version of music, that's one of the best I've ever seen. I, 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 I do see what you mean by this. I think I've also seen this example from Yuzo Koshiro as he put together the, uh, Seventh Dragon soundtracks. Those are DS games that didn't make their way outside of Japan, but he originally wrote them as NES chiptunes before giving the, them the, uh, expanded arrange for the, uh, actual DS soundtrack. Yeah, Dark Sword from OC Remix told us all about that album when he was on the show recently. Oh, yeah. It sounds very cool. Be glad to hear that. Let me see. Uh, outside from uh, playing music, uh, well, uh, searching for music, um, I, I, I suppose it, it, it expands to my game out a lot more than anything else, but it, but it probably comes down to what I've been playing recently as well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so just over the, uh, past couple of days or so, I found myself, um, picking up Crash Bandicoot 2 again, uh, mostly because I haven't played it in years and I um, wanted to see if I could give myself a sugar kick from when I first got my PlayStation back in 1997. Yeah. <laughs> like one that nice. really stands out for me. I've only played one Crash Bandicoot game and it was the third one. I what? Yeah. Yeah, I never beat it. I liked the motorcycle part. I couldn't really get into the game, um, to be honest. I've just never... Honestly, like, most of Sony's platformer characters and mascots have never really gotten to me i've i guess i'm just more of a nintendo Sega person yeah, i never actually right paid attention much to the bandicoot franchise or the music do you find it standout music at all or is it kind of just par for the course for those type of games i wouldn't call it par for the course but it's more like a uh a uh par for the course mixed in with a little bit, bit of new wave down there and, and this is okay. like two members of devo that have worked on the entire soundtrack so you may end up Feeling something very whimsical of their own work as the band. <laughs> it's not just that as well. Stuart Copeland from from the Police works on the Spiral Dr- the Dragon soundtrack and uh, for three other sequels as well. And, oh my uh, gosh! And he really enjoys being able to put together some really worldly soundscapes in this one. It's like something I hadn't even heard in a platformer before that time. Huh. Oh, that's nuts. I had yeah, that no idea different. about that at all. The The biggest Spyro the Dragon piece of trivia I know is that Elijah would at one at one point played Spyro, and that's pretty much <laughs> it. <laughs> yes, that actually happened. That was for the uh, Legend of Spyro series. Um, 
which um, really seemed to split the community when it actually first came out. I just still want to uh, play it because, you know, big Spyro fan at heart, want to see uh, uh, what, what all the big fuss was all about, want to make my own judgment. And I, I actually saw a, um, a story-driven um, brawler that seemed to be, um, that se- seemed to not only revitalize my interest in the character, but also managed to break out some of the monotony the series has had as of late. Really cool to see that. Oh, weird. Yeah, I know nothing about that series. Um, do you remember Enter the Dragonfly? I oh, think that's what it's called. Oh, God, Enter the that Dragonfly. Was, that, yes, that, I do. That was my first Spyro game, and I didn't know <laughs> it was a bad game, so I just yeah. kept playing it. Brian and I would play it for hours. Well, I, I guess this is good. It's Spyro, right? Yeah, and, we, yeah, people told us Spyro was good, so we're like, it must get good. <laughs> so we beat the whole thing and hated every yeah, minute of it. It was, bad. Enter it was the, a bad idea. Enter the Dragonfly seems like to you what Earthworm Jim 3D was to me. I had a <laughs> game prior to this, but I still caught interest because of the TV show. Oh, oh god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some some series didn't translate so well in their later. Just speaking of Sega, <laughs> some series have some trouble going on in their lifespan. But. Well, Justin, I'm just glad we. Just I had a question though. Which version of Enter the Dragonfly did you play again? PS2 or GameCube? GameCube. Oh well, at least you picked the better version. So. Uh, oh, is it? Okay. Well, there, was, there, was, there was a broken version of the game. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, the PS2 version came out first, and that had a lot of awkward transitional glitches all over it. And uh, mm. the uh, GameCube one, that one came out a couple of months earlier. There, there were still some awkward bugs, but it was a lot more bearable for many. Well, you kind of have to play Spyro on the GameCube because you know it's purple, so you got to just be oh, themed with your colors here. That's a so. great point. Although ours is black. <laughs> So ours is black because we're boring comics, but you know. <laughs> okay, so anything else on your plate, Bev? Any games you've been playing with cool soundtracks or whatnot? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, uh, I, I suppose that's been the current kind of the approach I have. I've been in L3DS, but um, as far as cool soundtracks are going, I wouldn't really say much for Tomodachi Life and Harvest Moon at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, Harvest Moon a, is a series that every once in a while puts out an excellent soundtrack, but then all the others just sound exactly like each other. So, yeah, that's true. So, Brian, how about you? What have you been listening to? And well, like us, what I've you? actually been listening to a lot of different video game music lately. Wow, um, which is kind of rare for me recently, just because you know I haven't had the time for it. Um, but yeah, I've been listening to a ton of the Super Mercado Brothers podcast. I've been going back to their old episodes. Um, well, not old, but ones I've missed over the past few months. Mm-hmm. And that's been extremely enjoyable. It was great hearing their Saturn episode. Um, that was an interesting episode because they were actually unfamiliar with a lot of the music from the Saturn. And I was as well. I've played like some of the mainstays like Knights, but it wasn't like a console I grew up with. Um, and it's not, and a lot of the games are expensive or obscure and I'm not, you know, really interested in playing. So it's cool hearing a wider sample of that. I really like the sound that composers were doing on the Saturn. It was a very funky, mm-hmm. very jazzy um, time where, as the Marcado Brothers pointed out, it felt like these composers kind of started to chill out a little bit more than on the Genesis because they, I think they felt that they didn't feel that driving needed to be intent, as intense because they kind of had more um, range to work with. Um, and a lot of just fun, groovy stuff came out of that era, even though it was an ill-fated era in the end. Like, it just has a very arcade sound to everything. Well, you mixed all the create creativity and funk of, like, the old Sega Genesis slash Master System stuff. Right. But then you took the training wheels off. There was, there was no... This, the restraint wasn't there anymore. They had totally. CDs to work with. Yeah, the, the standout track for me from that that I hadn't heard before. I mean, the Knights track they played was incredible. It was that orchestral like theme for Knights. Yeah. Um, but the standout track that was actually new to me was they played a track from Guardian Heroes. Um, the name of which I can't remember. It was really weird, and they couldn't figure out why it was named that. I think it was a weird translation thing. Okay. But it was this incredible track that basically had a bunch, a bunch of synth with a live recorded uh, electric guitar and saxophone. And those two elements were absolutely fantastic on that song. But yeah, I've been listening to a lot of their other episodes. In addition, I've been listening... Okay, so speaking of Sega and especially of Sonic, I'm a huge fan of June Senaway. 
um, who does, who I'm sure we've mentioned many times on this show. Yeah. But he's a guitarist <laughs> and, a, and a composer for Sega who did, you know, most famously, I would say, both the Sonic Adventure games he's pretty much in charge of. Um, and I was just looking up other stuff he'd done that I hadn't heard before, which is actually a surprisingly small amount of games at this point. But one that I came upon was Sega Rally 2006. And mm-hmm. I hadn't ever listened to that soundtrack before. And it's done by a lot of different, uh, composers, uh, Sinaway included. And I was just listening through that. And it is some, speaking of the Saturn arcade sound, this feels to me like Sega's kind of last hurrah into that, um, into that era of music. And it's amazing, especially like all the stuff June, June does on this is amazing. Mm-hmm. It's all kind of electric guitar, his, his very, um, jazz slash rock slash pop style and i can't get enough of it so with amazing names such as break the emotion and blast from the desert all in caps so <laughs> didn't he also make a song called soul on desert he did and he well, did. That was, was, yeah that was for sega rally 2 wasn't it yeah i think so another f- fantastic song yeah i i kind of want to dig up all the old sega rally games now uh, that dude just seems to have unlimited ideas for guitar melodies and guitar licks yeah you just need to get him like making racing game songs forever apparently like just get him on games that are fast yes um, and yeah. he'll do an okay job but <laughs> and by okay i mean amazing yeah so, like your favorite yeah. music ever <laughs> been listening to that um hey no we need an update we need a, a sent away update okay um, how is your progress on the uh emerald coast theme going Oh, you mean like writing music yeah, and learning? Yeah. I haven't because I haven't had any time for music recently. Oh, because so Brian sorry. plays guitar and he used to more than he does now, um, and so you've been working on kind of a, a for fun arrangement of that. But yeah, yeah, I haven't had any time to play music. Recently, oh well, and it's kind of bummed me out. Now I'm disappointed. Boring, I know. Boring update, man. Nothing has happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's most of what I've been listening to. I can't remember. Have I mentioned that I listened to that Harmony of Heroes Final Smash? Yeah, I think we episode? talked about. Well. Okay. We talked about it uh, off the podcast. I don't know if we talked about it on the show or not. All right. Well, I've been listening to that. It was an expansion album to the Harmony of Heroes album that came out, which was like a hundred different um, Super Smash Bros. inspired remixes. And this was an expansion album of about twenty-seven tracks. And by twenty, and by about, I mean exactly twenty-seven tracks. Okay, okay. <laughs> and yeah, like we've talked about, Stephen, it is probably my favorite remix album I've ever listened to in terms of just consistent quality. And um and originality and fun. So I'm glad you agree. Is it free? I forget if I paid for this. It, it's yeah, it, free. It, it is free. Everything's a free download over there. Nice. So yeah, I highly recommend people check that out. Uh, my one of my personal favorites from it is the uh, "Your Face Is History" the Punch Out remix that they turn into like an '80s rock song with lyrics. Um, Extraordinarily good. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. funny and legitimately great at the same time yes absolutely uh and that's about it i mean obviously i've been listening to sonic runners again oh I great just never stop but mm-hmm. yeah cool aren't you gonna ask what i've been listening to steven what have you been listening to i've been listening to splatoons oh we missed oh, that's, that that's the new game chops album isn't it it is the new game chops album and it's super fun I listened to it top to bottom while making a pizza, and it was the best part of my day. <laughs> so, you know how Overclock Remix kind of ha- kind of has a um, a system in place where they have people create a brand new song from the ground up based on a melody from you know um, a video game, and that's the remixes I'm used to hearing. Splatoons is kind of more of a traditional remix where it takes a lot more heavy sampling from Splatoon and then just chops it up and stuffs a bunch of bass into it and makes it, I guess, danceable, you could say. Um, And it's pretty rad. I liked it a lot. Um, um, I just like Splatoon's music a lot in general. It's just very happy. And I guess listening to this made me realize how good the soundtrack is. I think it's one of my favorites of the year. Um, Yeah. It's, you know, the first time I heard it, I liked it, but I didn't realize how memorable and unique it was until I heard it remixed. Kinda yeah, weird. I would actually like to check that album out. I, I haven't actually, I've just seen you playing Splatoon. I haven't played mm-hmm. it extensively myself, so I'm not super familiar with the soundtrack yet. Yeah, but. I mean, 
I think you'll get more out of it if you played the game, though. Mm-hmm. Because it remixes sounds from the game, and you know, I think, oh, this is the song that plays when you win. So now I'm just in a good mood. And oh, the the squid announcers are saying "Stay fresh," and it's remixed into the. <laughs> it's, it's it sounds it's incredible. great. Have you played Splatoon, Bev? I don't have a Wii U, so I hadn't played Splatoon, but I have, uh-huh. I have definitely heard a lot of good things about it, and so all the trends exploding on my social media about it. <laughs> yes. Are you it's do- a fun team game. dog or team cat? That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> I voted team dog in their little uh in, in their little what what do they call a uh, splatfest? Splat yeah. And then they shut the splatfest down due to it technical again. difficulties. And then they they put they, they put it back up, but I haven't played since then. Team dog won. Yay! <laughs> Everyone on the Meverse was drawing dogs and cats yep. incessantly. It was yep. great. Um so what else? What else? Uh, speaking of the Marcado Bros, I've been listening to Carl B. and the Soul Surgeons. Oh, yeah, his funk album. Uh, Carl's funk album, indeed. I listened to it in the car. Yeah, it's groovy stuff. All the way through, and it just it brightened my day. It's really good, laid-back, funky. I don't want to say background music in a derogatory sense. Right, but, but it's, it's really trying to grab your attention the whole time. Yeah, it's, it's not m- melody-focused. It's groove-focused. As Carl would say, no doubt. <laughs> um, so that's fun. Carl being the soul surgeons uh, gets a nice review from me. And other than that, I've just been catching up on OC Remix stuff. Listening to the CEO album, downloaded like 50 songs because I'm really behind on recent Yeah, I've been meaning to go releases. back to all their albums and kind of fill in the ones that I missed. Mm-hmm. But I got and, distracted uh, with Segarelli 2006, which is course. really good. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, the Saturn is distracting, and so is Jones in a way. And it's that's kind Saturn. of it for me. Uh, it wasn't a Saturn game? Oh! It's 2006, man! I, I'm I sorry. Got it. <laughs> I briefly... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He Didn't he do a Saturn game? A I'm Saturn sure he did, game? but... I don't just, know. Yes. I I bet there was a Sega Rally Saturn game. And it sounds like Saturn music. I just doubt yeah. it was Saturn no, music. No, you're right. I don't know anything. Let's move on <laughs> to the open question. All right. Since I love asking questions so much. So the open question is where we take a topic, a thought up usually by my own brain, and pass it around the table. Trying This to... episode brought to you by Steven's brain. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really dangerous. <laughs> <clears throat> so yeah the, yeah, the open question, we're about to get to that right now, which is, musically speaking, what are your top five Sega games or Sega soundtracks I should say like I guess my question is what, what are your top five Sega soundtracks musically speaking my top five <laughs> Sega soundtracks be would I be like sorry the original art? the original question I wrote down was musically speaking what are your top five Sega oh, franchises okay but I thought that was too confusing so I changed it to games but didn't change the wording gotcha clearly gotcha. this like episode brought to you by my brain <laughs> <laughs> It's funny nice. you say yeah. this because my favorite soundtracks don't actually match up with my favorite games for the opening Sega. Oh, yeah. In fact, one game in particular is actually notoriously bad to play, but its soundtrack is still a pleasure to hear whenever I get the chance to bring it up. Yeah, well, there are really enough lo- my favorites. These are close to my favorite games, which oh, is strange. Um, but Steven, do you want to like go around and then I'll do a number five pick and then I'll do a number four pick and just work yes, the list? so. I right before I sent the email out to to Brian and Bev about this, I pulled Brian aside and said, "Is this too cruel? Are we are we putting ourselves through torture that doesn't need to exist?" Because I have so many favorite Sega soundtracks, mm-hmm. but I thought it would be fun, so I did it anyway, and it was very difficult for me to pare it down. Right, but. It was surprisingly well, easy, but I probably made some wrong choices. Well, there's no, there's no wrong choice. There's no right choice. This is what yeah. is in your heart. Speak from <laughs> your heart. Open your heart. Open your heart. Open your heart. <laughs> it's going to be all right. <laughs> we'll live and learn for this experience. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to be going in his world soon enough, Brian. <laughs> we could keep this up for way too Seven long. rings in hand. <laughs> <laughs> there are okay. endless possibilities for these puns. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, uh, there's one thing we're all doing we're reaching for the stars right <laughs> you're pretty much just reciting the crush 40 single sonic youth at this point you 
are actually incredibly right. I so we all that. independently um, set aside our top five Sega soundtracks. Yep. And now we're going to come together and figure out the verdict. And so, we can never turn back. Let's. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna count up starting from five. All right. Um. So, Brian. Yeah. What is so, your fifth favorite? Important note: You said favorite and not best. So before people listen to this and say, "Man, this guy doesn't know how music works." <laughs> This this is going to be highly um, uh, based Personal? on two things. One, okay. nostalgia, because I grew up with Sega in the 90s, so the things that are nostalgic to me rank much higher in my personal favorites mm-hmm. beyond just their musical ability. And second, um, what I have available to listen to actively, because Sega music is something I go to and listen to throughout the day a lot. So if an album never made it into my iTunes library or I could never really find a rip of it or something like that, it's less likely to be in my favorites, even if over time I might like it as much as the other stuff. So okay, those Fair two factors are going to color my opinions a lot. But that said, I still think everything I chose is excellent. It's just, you know, I don't want and to the get one, mad. And the one, I want to add a third one to your list. Sure. Um, the music I enjoy doesn't mean it's good. As in, I can realize a song is bad and still love to listen to it. And so it could still wind up on my list. Sure, sure. So that said, my number five pick is Sonic and the Secret Rings. Sonic and the Secret Rings. What a fine soundtrack that is. Yeah. So for people who haven't heard Sonic and the Secret Rings before, it's like... Oh my gosh, we tried to explain this so many times. Arabian... Arabian rock hip-hop fusion. Yeah, I I guess so. Arabian pop rock hip-hop fusion. Which, you know, common genre, kind of stereotypical. The way I I see it with Secret Rings is that it's Sonic Rush giving the world treatment right there. That's kind of a good way to put it, yeah. You're right. It's got the funkiness. But Uh, it's a lot more hard-hitting than Sonic Rush. Sonic Rush had more of the fun uh, Naganuma stuff, and yeah, this, this one is had to be like, cooler. Yeah, sure. it's got an edge to it. It's got a lot of rap yelling. Yeah, yeah probably. This is Rumblebee we're on about here. So, uh, artist I've been familiar with since the release of Sonic Riders. And then apparently, like the voice for so- Sonic and Mario at the All Star Olympics <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. Apparently, it's the announcer voice, but otherwise, I have no idea what else. Uh, um, that group. It- if I can recall correctly, I end up doing some contributions for the Funstar Online series. Oh, for, really? P- p- particularly um, for Universe and Portable. I think he did an arrangement of Save This World, but it sounds more like a completely new song than the actual track itself. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, probably the thing that stands out most to me about Sonic and the Secret Rings, beyond you know just the overall vibe of it being so original, is the percussion. I cannot get enough of. Like the drum section, it's is strong, so active, and so fun, and so punchy that it's kind of why I'm listening to a lot of the tracks, which is actually fairly rare for me because I'm you know a guitar player. I don't always pay that much attention to percussion, but this album really grabbed me with that. So, and I just like the identity that Sonic and the Secret Rings totally, you know hangs its, its hat on it's yeah. totally nuts its use of lyrics are incredible and fun wicked wild is a wonderful example of this. <laughs> so yeah that that's that's my five pick for me what about you steven um my number five is sonic runners Oh, it made it! It didn't make it for me. It made it. Sonic Runners is the most recent Sonic game, a mobile game that I don't actually think is particularly fun. Um, it's okay, but boy, do I love the music. I've listened to it, I like, over 20 times, I think, at this point. Um, they recently released the soundtrack. <laughs> it's just everything that I love about like listenable everyday fun poppy music. that's what i was thinking is like in my list it was number one is just listenable like every it's a short soundtrack but every single one i rate incredibly highly just because i like to hear it like very fun melodies very um catchy just choices of instruments and tomoyo Atani just has a way of using a piano with guitar to just make something very sweet and fun sounding and something that feels like every you could sing to any of those songs. Oh yeah, like Super it seems melodic. like they could put lyrics on top of any of them. 
And I just think it's crazy and cool that all of a sudden, out of the blue, this Sonic Mobile game comes out <laughs> and gets into my top five Sonic soundtracks of all time. And I really like all the Sonic soundtracks, like, a lot. Yeah. So it's crazy. And so, Bev, I, I mean, I, I assume you've kind of heard some of the runner stuff? Um, bits of it in, in the run-up towards the, uh, the, uh, actual worldwide release. Sometimes I hear people asking for certain tracks on the uh, Radio Sega 24-7 stream before showtime, and um, I actually tend to think it tends to blend in a, a lot with the uh, Sonic Lost World soundtrack in terms of hmm. feel, and I do see why. You mentioned with Tomoyo Tani's uh, way of blending in acoustic instruments to to create something more joyful to listen to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's very pleasant to take in, I'll give you that. That's actually interesting that you mention that because the levels and the the songs are based on Lost World. Um, so if you compare them side by side, you can see kind of where the influence comes from. The thing that struck me was how different it was, weirdly enough. I actually don't like this Lost World soundtrack very much. I wouldn't even I put it in like my top. I think it's very similar. Some of it like Windy Hill Zone. That was Wind- the Tomoyo Atomic yes. track from yes. Lost World that is actually extremely similar to one of the tracks. I kind of feel like it's the fulfillment of that style. Like, mm-hmm. it's what it was going for, but I don't know. It, it it amps it up and throws it in a direction that I like a lot. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, I can see that. So, well, I mean, if I look at the, um, for me at least, I go back to the Sonic um, uh, Lost World, and the, my favorite tracks from it can be a little bit similar to this one. But I feel like just, sure. it was such a broad soundtrack that it didn't like everything that it did. I agree. That's true. So that's my number five. How about you, Bev? All right. So um, I have a feeling I might end up really um, shaking some people with my number five pick, but I end up putting down Jet Set Radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> what? I've never heard anyone enjoy that music before. <laughs> <laughs> I love that soundtrack. That's fantastic. Wonderful stuff. See, uh, so- uh, I- we already oh, mentioned we already mentioned with Hideki Naganuma that uh, he's been able to um, really create a lot of fun with a, with a lot of his works, and it, it actually works a lot well with the uh, with, with the uh, black market radio setting that we actually have going for this one. The, the whole street gang mm-hmm. kind of feel, plus um, as uh, someone who's very familiar with the breakbeat driven approaches for um, Norman Cook back in the 1990s, I can actually uh, well not look. Norman Cocos in Fatboy Slim, as we all know. I can actually um, see uh, a lot of stylistic influences that manages to um, reflect the overall scope and edge of the entire game. It's like one of those titles that really seems to push the Dreamcast to its limits visually, and it's something that, that, that has made a very strong impression to try and make gamers not forget the overall presentation. Yeah, totally. You're totally. completely right about that. It's, it's a game that is impossible to forget. In like every way. <laughs> yeah, I was when I was going through my list, um, I was trying to figure out like would I consider Jet Set Radio to go on this or Jet Set Radio Future? Um uh-huh. and they both have their own like fly like a butterfly just makes you want to choose Jet Set Radio Future and Funky Dealer. But uh there's something about Jet Set Radio that is more classic. A lot of the songs in Future actually are remixing the ones. And I would show. probably tend to go for future between the two of them. But this is a little spoiler alert. It didn't make it on my list. Which oh, wow. Seems completely criminal. But I don't know. It was so close. It's right there after Sonic Runners. But uh, I feel bad for not including it now. <laughs> so, Ryan. Think that, yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think very means. few people would put Sonic Runners above. I know. Jet Set Radio. Sonic Runners just speaks to me personally. It's an emotional thing. Sure. <laughs> so, what's number four, Brian? Uh, well, let me pull up my list. There we go. Um, that would be, it almost feels unfair. I feel like it's saying Super Smash Bros. is one of my favorite soundtracks because it's like all remixes, but Ah. Sonic Generations. Sonic Generations Uh, is actually my favorite, and so I took it off the list because it was all remixes. That was just my personal code. Okay, fair enough. Um, I'm not sure it's my favorite because I think I, I kind of just factored in the fact that it was remixes to my list. Mm, kinda, um, yeah. And how much I value it existing compared to the other original albums. But yeah, I still love it. Like the, the quality of the remixes they did is incredible. And it's like, as someone who grew up with Sonic history, 
and loves everything from like the original Sonic up until he basically stopped making games for all intents and purposes. Getting this final celebration of everything Sonic up until the modern era was really rewarding to see it all treated equally rather than people when getting nostalgic about Sonic tend to just focus on the Genesis games or something Or like then that, there, so. there are people like us who think that the Genesis games get enough spotlight so we only talk about like Sonic Adventure. Right, yeah, I just loved hearing it all and then merging the two styles and I think they did a fantastic job. They br- like to the point where they're bringing back the original singer to re-record City Escape and it's yeah. just like, this is wonderful. That's so everything about that was, was a joy for me. Um, well, number four for me is Sonic and the Secret Rings. So we've already talked about that but it's on my yeah. list as well. Um, I, I can't believe it's there. Kind of, when you look back at the retrospective against all of the Sonic games, but. And Sega games. And Sega games. Sorry, this isn't <laughs> like just Sonic. Contrary to our list, this is not just Sonic. Yeah, it's pretty much a Sonic list for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what both our exceptions are going to be, but we'll see. Um, but anyway, that's my number four. How about you, Bev? I'm probably gonna run Russell a lot of feathers with this one, though, but for all the wrong reasons this time around, my number four pick is Sonic 06. Oh, that's a good soundtrack. That is an interesting pick. I actually don't own that soundtrack. Look into that one. I remember you were playing it recently, Steven, on that desert level, and it's actually a really beautiful melody there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. So I haven't listened. Why do you like the soundtrack so much, Ben? Well, I ended up picking this one um, mostly be- because, just like you said with Tomoyo Otani before, she actually manages to create a lot of beautiful um, soundscapes of it all, and it manages to really re- reflect the. Uh, the the uh, Sonic Adventure esque approach that had been uh, given towards this game. A, a lot of the tracks also feel a lot more, you know, complete and uh, didn't need to rely on so many guitar riffs all the way through. So, um, from the chilled varieties of Wave Ocean, the uh, jazz fusions of uh, Radical Chase, the uh, the Dream Trance-esque um, movements for White to Cropless, which actually inspired me to actually arrange that a couple of years ago oh, for, yeah, yeah. for the Sonic Stadium as well. Uh, and um, we and um, uh, we also saw the iconic um, post-apocalyptic driven um, big orchestral uh, gonna say what's it called again? Crisis City. Oh, yeah, you, also, yeah. you also mentioned that in uh, Sonic Generations. Um, which uh, yeah, that's also not anomalous because it's mostly remixes. But it, but their, but their music is remixed very well, and that can. And uh, wait a minute, how, how did I change subject twice in one sentence? How does that even work? <laughs> so, uh, that was impressive. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> I was following. But but uh, yeah, bad Sonic Six, wonderful um set soundscapes. The, the the occasional rearrangement of some, as uh, done mostly courtesy of a uh, Crush Forty. Whenever they could g- g- get the point in there. And an, an overall nice atmospheric feel to it. It's a bit of a shame the yeah. game itself couldn't really follow up from it. Uh, that's a remarkably consistent trait of the Sonic series from game to game. Is the soundtracks are always incredible, even when the games don't meet them. So, and I think kind of I appreciate way. most of that game's uh, music, but mm. I think that it, the uh, reverse nostalgia does have an effect on me. Where I hear that beach music and I just cringe and remember how horrendously disappointed I was. I guess that's why a lot of people can't enjoy Sonic Adventure music, like who are yeah. a fan of the Genesis music. It just reminds them of unfulfilled hopes. Um, even though I wasn't in that camp, but yeah, it's. Did Tomoyo Atani do any work on that game? I actually never looked. Yeah, it looks like he did. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I'd like to look into like which tracks he did and listen to that album in full because Atani's uh, contributions are some of my favorite to the Sonic series at this point. Um, so yeah, so are we moving on to three now? Is that right? Number three. All right, all right. Um, my number three is not a Sonic game. Really? Which, yeah, there we go. Surprising this. It is Nights into Dreams. <laughs> That's my number three. Yeah, as well. of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> And I know what our both are number one. Yeah, this our lists are very similar. Wait, are our lists like ex- pretty much exactly the same? Except well, I put in Sonic Generations and yeah. you put in Sonic Runners, but you would have put in Sonic Generations except for the technicality. Probably, <laughs> we're very similar people. <laughs> yeah, totally, no problem there. Um, so yes, Nights into Dreams is. Steven, you, you just feel this one because I feel you... Nights into two dreams. Nice into dreams. Um, it's a great thing. Maybe I should Everyone loves nice. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Nights into dreams is pure magic, and every single level is a, like an eight 
plus minute jam session that sounds yeah. like nothing else in the world. It's like it's very a dream, as it were. Mm-hmm. Just flitting from one thing to the other because of the type of technology they put into the game where, mm-hmm. based on your interaction with the world, the soundtrack itself would change. There are so many different variations that when strung all together, it's this cohesive piece that's just constantly wandering into different directions for each level uh, uh, soundtrack. So it's amazing. Yes, and the boss music is great too. <laughs> yeah, completely different. Yeah, you see, you get some shredding guitars, dark. some yeah. some intensely good um, uh, what a saxophone uh, mm-hmm. pieces. It's mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah. So I ha- I've got a note though, Bev. Are you a Knights fan? I'm not really into Knights as much as most other Sega fans. In fact, if we're looking at Tomoko Suzuki, is that you say your name? If, if, in fact, if we're looking towards her works, um, I'm actually more of a Vice Star fan than Knights or anything Ooh, else. Okay, I like Vice Star's amazing. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um, so, what's your number three though? Because mine is Knights, and mine is not Knights. <laughs> 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 okay, my number three is Bayonetta. Oh, never played Bayonetta, but I love the music. The I don't love the music in that game. This is the thing with Bayonetta. We end up seeing a great fusion of um, of, of, of jazz fusion themes, big epic or- or- orchestral scores, as well as the the, the occasional rearrange of a classic um, video game tune or two, depending on what game you're actually playing. Right there, I actually managed to uh, pay attention when that that's um, when a uh, Bayonetta two managed to uh, win at the uh, BGMO award for the uh, best um, uh, for for. Overall best soundtrack. I'm trying to see if I can actually look, look, hmm. look this up online right now. Because um, I, I have only heard a little bit of Bayonetta, like, I don't know, maybe five or so songs. I remember it being very jazzy and kind of just going its own way, um, yeah, which I appreciated. Yeah, it's, it's like Rouge's stages from Sonic Adventure 2 were cranked up to 11. That is how I end up seeing it. Oh, yeah, now I have a really good feeling of what that soundtrack is like. (laughs) (laughs) Who were the uh, composers on that? I have no idea. (laughs) According to uh, VTMDB, the original composers, if I can load the page, there's a lot and lot and lot of people. I can't even read them all off. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. There were, yeah, like eight or nine. That's, That's insane. Uh, that's what I, I should check that soundtrack out. Yeah, that's a game or an entire series I never really got a chance to try out. So I did try Vanquish. That didn't have a great soundtrack, but it was a great game. <laughs> if there's anything we've come to know about the about uh, Platinum Games and their contributions towards Sega, they definitely have a great vision with their music. We may not specifically like it, which in my case for um, Bad World and Anarchy Reigns, it's mostly um, yeah. um, big... Um, scary hip-hop, which is something that isn't really my cup of tea. But I can see the vision that's been done there to make it feel mm-hmm. like it's got more Western influences more than anything you'll probably see coming out from the Japanese shores. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with what uh, Platinum have been putting together. Totally. Very yeah. good pick. And also, like, not an old traditional Sega property. You know, it's a newer, weirder thing they published, which is cool. Um, and now for my number two, which is binary wait, wait, domain. Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> you wanted to make a joke. I needed okay. to make a binary domain joke. Nice. I love that. Alpha game. Protocol is my number two. Okay, Brian. So let's be serious. <laughs> we both know what our number one and number yeah, two are. Yeah, it's just a question of what order did we put them in. So the question is, and we we didn't like compare notes before. We just know nah. what's where this is going. Are we putting Sonic Adventure one above Sonic Adventure two, or vice versa? <laughs> Uh, so I put Sonic Adventure 1 above Sonic Adventure 2. I put Sonic Adventure 1 above Sonic Adventure 2 as well. (laughs) You set that up like it was going to be different. All right, so what's your reasoning for the for the Sonic Adventure 1 pick? I think it's because Sonic Adventure... Okay, okay, let me give you a little bullet point list here. And I feel like we're going to have the same bullet points. Bullet point list number one, Sonic Adventure 1 has much less bad music. Yep, it's more Sonic consistent, yes, totally. it's more consistent. Number two, it's more fun and classic yep, and listenable. Lighter. Yes, it's, it's lighter. Number three, it has my favorite Sonic song in it. 
your favorites. Is this the theme of Big the Cat? Yeah, it's the instrumental hey, big version. Guy, hey, little guy. That <laughs> gets a lot of radio segment requests. <laughs> you just send that request in repeatedly. <laughs> but no, it's actually um, the first song that plays in Emerald Coast. Oh, right, Azure World. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yes. Um, yep. Are there more bullet points? I don't know. And it just created the entire, like, modern... um, Azure Blue World. Sorry, it's more redundant than that. It created the modern face of Sonic music, which is a great thing. Yeah, I absolutely love the soundtrack in Sonic Adventure 1. I also just think, like, musically, it's more complex um, and Hmm. uh, Hmm. maybe sophisticated than Sonic Adventure 2. I found Sonic Adventure 2. I don't know if I agree. Sometimes I think Sonic Adventure 1 is a little simpler and a little more... uh, Predictable. Sonic Adventure 2 did some pretty cool, weird stuff. I can see that. Sonic Adventure 2, like in terms of the Sonic stages, went, I feel more kind of punk, direct rock, and it's good, but I feel just kind of more traditional rock. Well, Sonic Adventure 1 almost feels like kind of, it's very video game music, but it felt more jazz influenced. It felt like it went more places with its melodies and how it how it merged its Sonic, maybe Sonic Adventure 2, Sonic Adventure 1 felt like a video game. Sonic Adventure 2, like, split into specific genres at least. Yeah, so totally. It was interesting. The problem is not all those genres were great. Exactly. And if so. you want to hear us talk for, like, an hour about Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, I'm sure they do. We made an entire episode, <laughs> like, running through the, the entire game and its soundtrack and everything yeah. about it. So, go look that up. But now you we'll move... And you can't forget Chow's Doki Doki Banana Chips Run Mix. No, you can't wonderful. forget that. I never do forget it. Um, <laughs> but Bev, what is your number two and number one? Okay, well, both of them are non-Sonic, so uh, no surprises there. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> my number two goes to uh, Fancy Star Online. <laughs> hadn't played him because I am the Dreamcast, but from what I end up hearing of the music, this is something that I end up seeing that that, that, that has been given this big complex um scope given out to all the um to to what to, to uh, uh, you know what I mean to, to to the general atmosphere around it. You keep on hearing right. all these complex chords and uh, and uh, ambience and um, and the. Uh, Spacing out and everything, you, you're more likely to get a big, a big, bigger example just from trying to um, ex- experience the soundtrack more than anything else. It's really hard to describe. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's also strange. I, I don't even have that. Well, I, I don't think many of us have Fan Star Online too because it's just a Japan-only release. But just from yep. hearing some of the melodies has done well uh, for, for, for some of the bigger numbers. Um, I, I mean, I, I've seen quite a lot of people asking for Archer of Destiny from that score on the. Uh, on the Radio Sega website outside of Showtime, but it, but it, but we end up seeing something that could sound like it could not only fit in a big cinematic score, but it could also be interpreted in a in in many different ways all at once. So it's like this it, it it's like this wonderful fusion right there. That's great. I I guess I haven't actually listened to at least I haven't checked in in a long time as to what Fantasy Star Online Two even sounds like. Um, I assume it sounds like the first game, so I just. I'm going to love it automatically, but the, the way I see it, um, uh, the uh, music uh, scores for Fan Star Online Universe Portable and Online Two can sound very similar in Vision, uh, uh, but why not? This is the way to really bring up the uh, the feelings behind the the fans uh, as the series had progressed at that point. That's cool. I, I really like that pick. I'm glad we got some Fantasy Star in there. Did you like? Did you ever play the like the older RPGs on the on the uh, Genesis and whatnot? I've played Fantasy Star three. Okay. And that's it. But okay. but, but, but I on. But I really hope to try and play the others down the line as well. And I know I can get the second and fourth ones on Steam, but I don't know if I'm able to try and get the first one in any means or form other than Sonic Ultimate Collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The something interesting about Sega music is as we've been talking about it, like there are all these different styles and um types of soundtracks that we've all been enjoying, but like the composer composers can be really consistent from one to the other. Like yeah. you take Fantasy Star, you take Knights, you take Sonic and Fumi Kumitani's like working on all of those. Well they've got things um, like the Sega Sound Team and they've got Crush Forty and they have this 
they have multiple identities in their music teams. They take it right. pretty darn seriously. But a really broad variety of styles as well, which is really nice. Yeah, that's cool. So, so that is your number two. Wait, what's your number one? My number one, believe it or not, is Streets of Rage. Interesting. I was, yeah. That's so. That's awesome because I was. If you didn't. If you had picked anything but a Genesis title or a Master System title, I was. We would have had no Genesis. A Mega right? Drive. Sorry, I keep saying Master System. I'm the yeah. worst. Um, yeah, I was about to say, where's all the like old school stuff? That's great. I, I love the uh, uh, Streets of Rage soundtrack. Yeah, why yeah. did that race for you and like the other Genesis stuff didn't? Well, um, it's very strange because when I try to listen to chip tunes, I just tend to hear them more like in a game kind of context more than. More right. than uh, uh, being able to listen to them outside of a scope, but Streets of Rage really managed to uh, break out of the ordeal by being able to uh, create these fully fleshed out uh, '90s Detroit dance-like um, tunes for the first two games, and, and that is something that really managed to push the barriers of the uh, YM2612 chip all the way um, out from, from its original intents and purposes. It's it's, it's something that you can also uh, well. Uh, Oh goodness sake! I'm trying to figure out exactly where to go. This this is something we can really expect from Yuzo Kishiro, um, being able to uh, really create a uh, set of music that, that that really brings out the best, the best of the entire soundboard, and yeah. uh, that 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 is why that is in, uh, particularly up there for me. No, that's so, a, uh, that's a great <laughs> choice. If if it's not one of my personal favorites, although I love the soundtrack. Um, it's one. It's one of the most important, or impressive, or technically marvelous, you could say. Um, I'm with you, right with you there. Yeah. Yep. From the Genesis, I'd say like my standout ones are, of course, the Sonic. Um, Sonic games are fantastic. Which, Sonic by the 3. way, Sonic Three and Knuckles, I think, is right below my number five slot. Yeah, it's right up there with me as well. That goes back to the I haven't had it readily available to listen to. Yeah. Um. So I just don't think I've heard it enough times. To, for it to get in my brain like these others have. Um, Shinobi 3 was one of my favorite non-Sonic soundtracks on the Genesis. I think that was pretty exceptional as well. But yeah, um, Streets of Rage is also a really good one. It's a very good you pick. Mentioned, you mentioned the Sh- Sh- Shinobi as well. That's something that Yuzo Kishiro also worked on. That's, oh, that's really? seems, that, that That's a very different piece to try and look into in comparison to Streets of Rage. It was more like um, hearing 90s rock and being um, swifted, well, uh, being a uh, Oh, goodness sake, uh, being molded with uh, tra- traditional Eastern writing influences yeah. there. Yeah, it's, it's like not 90s really, ninja rock. It's, it's, it's not really the best way to try and bring out the power of the system, but it's really appropriate for the style of game we have there, and will probably make it the, the 90s game I want to approach it even more. And the Genesis yeah. is really good at making those <laughs> very sharp sounds. Yeah, fantastic. Well, th- those are some pretty strong... Uh, uh, Sega lists right there. So if you're yep. looking for new Sega music, just follow up along all those lists and you'll find some of the best ones. But there are a yeah. lot of good ones we didn't even mention. Totally. Uh, yeah, I wanted to put Sonic Colors on there somewhere. Oh, but. yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course, all Sonic music is good, right? So that's just pretty much. Go look that up. Pretty much. Um, but now we have a little quick news segment. Not a lot of news today, which is good because we're starting to run low on time. But I did want to mention that uh, Overclocked Remix recently announced a new album. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear about that, Brian? an album. Uh, no. Okay. Well, it's not that exciting for us because it's uh, another Final Fantasy album. Oh, yay. So one of two things (laughs) needs to change. Either OC Remix needs to stop making so many Final Fantasy tribute albums, or we need to start liking Final Fantasy. (laughs) 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 I'm thinking maybe the second... One of us has to break. (laughs) One of us has to break. What is it this time? Uh, this time it's Final Fantasy IX, I believe. Okay. It's called Worlds Apart. Okay. And it seems like this time, and I'm, I, forgive me for not doing thorough research, and also forgive me if this news is a little bit old, because we have a weird schedule going on. This episode's gonna go up late. But they seem to have partnered up with some really cool artists. Um, and I, by artists I mean drawers. Um, because there's just a bunch of cool, unique artwork for this album. Huh. So it's called Worlds Apart coming out this summer. So catch it. <laughs> I think the main reason why there's so many Final Fantasy was because so many people wants to make a lot of Final Fantasy albums at the, uh, at, uh, well, at a close to the same time. And I mean, somewhere around the previous couple of years, what with Final Fantasy VI, uh, yep. 
I think, uh, no, wait, it was FF1 that led the trend, not FF6 one. I'm thinking. And on top of that, Brandon Strader, the director for um, Random Encounter, the Final Fantasy 1 album, he mm-hmm. wanted to do the entire NES trilogy anyway, all simultaneously. <laughs> that guy is crazy. And I, I know. Can see that be- I can see that because I'm on the artist roster for Final Fantasy 3 as well. And I keep on telling him, I can't finish your trenches yet, it's not important, FF2 isn't out yet! <laughs> although, FF2 is, although FF2 is already out, so might as well get on with that. <laughs> That's, Brandon just won't stop. Like, he just yeah. makes so many remixes, it's scary. Um, yeah, I, I keep on wondering exactly where what his, what his next um his next step would end up being. He's got so much ground on all remix, and it's absolutely crazy to hear all his um development idea. What's going to happen now? What's going on? Wait, what is his goal? What is his um? What is his uh, place in life? Where is he? Well, no doubt <laughs> he, he, he takes his this? energy from remixes and will eventually consume the entire website and then move on to New York City. So, <laughs> <laughs> while we worry ourselves we about Avengers. that, my my other piece of news is that Minami Matsume is back. Not only has she been doing cool stuff like working on Shovel Knight, oh okay, and Mighty Number no. Nine. But she is now going to come out with a new solo album. And there are going to be tribute albums as well that are like so curated. Is, oh, go ahead. It going to be chiptune? Uh, I don't know. Nobody knows. That's not coming out till 2017. She probably knows. Or 26, late 2016 or early 2017. Um, huh. That's cool. Let me check my news source, which in this case is vgmonline.net. That's where I got the story. Um, Yep, 2017 is where she's thinking about releasing huh. this album. So she hasn't done like an original, you know, non-video game soundtrack in maybe ever. I don't know. At least <laughs> we haven't gotten it. Um, yeah. It's just cool that she keeps coming out of her shell more and more now that she realizes she still has an audience. Yeah, that's rad. Yep. Um, but that's it for News from the City, which means we only have one segment left in this podcast. Which is the ever popular, at least in, in, as far as I'm concerned. Train your brain. The train station at eight quiz show. So, um, I'm very sorry if either of you are tired of talking about the subject, but I put a quiz together all about. Sega. So <laughs> that's what we've got. <laughs> I am not surprised. I'm going to admit. I saw this coming. Well, <laughs> at least... Wait, how many do I have on here? Okay, I have the correct amount. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes. Um, at least I didn't make it a Sonic quiz again. Um, that's, that's true. Which is what I've been trying to do. Um, but yeah, so the way that this quiz works is I will play snippets that are about 10 seconds long each, and the two of you will see if you can identify what game they're from. And you'll we, are, get, we are cooperative, not competitive. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. I'm not keeping score. But I, you'll, you will get imaginary points for getting extra details right, like Composer. So, if that all makes sense and you guys are ready to go, we'll start playing the music. All right, I'm good. All right. Song number one. Any takers? If I I didn't think any wiser about this, I probably would have guessed Daytona USA. Well, yeah. that's interesting that you say that because it's Daytona USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like a Saturn I could, sound. I thought I, could, I thought I could recognize that a uh, cheesy rock and uh, synthesized uh, Takenobu <laughs> Mitsuyoshi vocal down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It almost sounded like Streets of Rage samples there at the end, like yeah. people punching each other. It goes that that start your engines from Daytona USA. Um, nice. Which is just the loveliest soundtrack. So, I love that so stuff. genuinely happy. All right, song number two. Understand, 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 understand. The concept of love, concept of love, the concept of passion mix from uh, Ollie King. Oh, you got it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that was not the original mix. I did not know what new mix that was. But I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds wrong. <laughs> I was just disturbed. I'm like, cool. yeah, but just the disquiet. Like Bev is over there singing, and Brian's like, "What's going on? The world is happening. <laughs> what wizardry is this?" I'm sorry. Uh, love it. Love that song. So, Brian, have you heard the Ollie King soundtrack before? No. Hideki Neganuma. Is, um, it's what is kind this? of like a spiritual successor to Jet Set in a weird way. 
Um, oh. I don't think it's, it's funny a- you say. It's funny you say that. I think it was developed as a Jet Set Radio Three for the soundtrack, but uh, I think the scope ended up changing towards a uh, straightforward uh, skating game. Sa- the soundtrack that would make sense. Keep it Wait, there's another like Megan Numa soundtrack. Is it a full soundtrack? It is a full soundtrack. In fact, there's also another remix there for a Jet Set Radio Future as well, an arrangement of Technopathetic in there. It gives it this nice. really cool new disco twist as well. That's fantastic. I will check that out. Yep, check it out. All right. And also check out song number three. Oh, Valkyria Chronicles. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> like main theme, maybe? Yeah, it's the main theme. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's three. I, I love that uh, soundtrack. That also I considered it for my list. But oh, cool! Yeah, that's really good. Um, so you have guys got three out of three so far. You're doing really All good. Right. Maybe I should have made these more obscure. But here's one that might throw you for a loop. Oh, Sonic I Advanced. think this is from Sonic Battle. I think it's a oh, sound yeah. chip that might have given it away. It's either Sonic Battle or Sonic Advance Three. Um, but I think. Uh, you're right which one are you guys going to go for? My instinct was Sonic Commands 3, but I'm not against the Sonic Battle pick here. It's Sonic Commands 3! Oh, wow. Oh, I can't believe it. Done. It's the huh. character like, select theme. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm, okay, it was obviously like a Sonic Game Boy Advance title. You guys- it was obviously on the game, it was obviously on the Game Boy Advance. I was just trying to figure out, I knew it was going to be one of the later ones, just I guess I might have guessed battle mostly because it already had that big strong energy to begin with. Not to yep. mention it used the organ as well. Yep, um, that's huge in Sonic Battle. I'm curious, Brian, why did you jump immediately to three instead of one or two? I think it was my subconscious saying this is not one or two. Uh-huh. Just these sounds are three. This the organ, the the type of music that yeah. Okay. I, I don't listen to the soundtracks enough to like know them intellectually, but my brain still just pattern recognizes it. I think. Nice. I also have. I also have played Sonic Advance 2, and I could remember off the top of my head, this does not sound like a Sonic Advance yeah. 2 song. Yeah, that's true. I love that uh, soundtrack, but it was very different. So, All right. Well, <laughs> then collectively, you guys have got them all so far. But here's nice. one that is a personal favorite of mine that isn't particularly well known. The organ sounds like Sonic Advance 1, but the rest of it is too advanced. Um, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um, it sounds like something that Richard Jakes might have done on the Saturn, but isn't yeah. most of his uh, Sonic 3D Saturn stuff no, more like an ambient 3D. dance? You uh. would recognize it if it was Sonic 3D Blast of a soundtrack pretty well. Um, I mean, the Saturn version. Doesn't sound like the Genesis version either. I'm kind of stuck on this one. Mm-hmm. Well, the only other guess I can think of is Night's Journey of Dreams, but I don't even think it even sounds like it could fit in the Night's Tracks. What if although I, I could, Although, there's that sex. It, yeah. it does have the same kind of quality. It isn't that, but I'll give you guys a hint. I'll tell you what console it's on. That's what I need, yeah. It's on the Nintendo Wii. Oh, wow. Oh, you were close to Journey of Dreams. Yeah. Um, I was, that's true. What was on the Wii from S- Sega? Like, it wasn't... Definitely not- it's definitely not Sonic Colors, so I'll give you that. No, no, no. It's not Somebody Amigo, I don't think. Um, Jeez, what came out? I guess we're, we, we're stumped on this one, Steven. Which one is this? This one is from Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. Oh, Oh, right. Monkey Ball. That is a game I unfortunately hadn't played but heard so much about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What was that? What song, tra- song was that? That is a boss battle. It, apparently, it's called hmm. Bas- Boss Battle Tori. Didn't Naganuma do the main theme for that game? He sure did. Yeah. The main thing I feel. I've played on this very podcast because it's awesome. Yeah, it's really good. It's a great soundtrack. It also gets into super weird territory. <laughs> Experimental even. Um, all right. I'm just personally satisfied that I was able to stump you guys because you've been doing such a good job. We have one. A game that neither of us had played much. Yeah, yeah you exactly. Got us. One more song. Genesis. I will probably guess Toe Jam and Earl. It's got that bass quality oh. to it. Yep. That's a good guess. You're, you're, the funky guess. meter is off the charts. You're correct. It is Toe Jam and Earl. In fact, it's called Alien Breakdown. Nice. Gotcha! Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of glad we didn't have to do a big Genesis test because I think I would have failed a lot of Well, that. we've already done a Genesis-specific. Um, you're right! We did. In the, in the past. In the last episode, actually, with Dustin. Dustin. Yeah. Dustin Branscombe. Cool. Um, so you, congratulations! You guys got five out of six of the questions correct. 
That's very impressive. And I, I, was, I dove pretty know. deep on some of these. Yeah. And the speed at which you got a lot of those was pretty good. Yeah, it didn't even let the films finish. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Very well done. All right, well, that brings us to the end of our episode of Train Station at 8. Bev, thanks for coming along for the journey. That was great. What a wonderful trip that was, and thank you for actually having me on board this um, electric high-speed train. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. And it was an excuse to play second music, whether you wanted me to or not, so at least we got that out of the way. Um, and Brian, thanks as well. Uh, you were a, a very good um, assistant conductor. Oh, well, thank you for thanking me. Yeah, no prob. Um, now for a little bit of uh, deets, as they say on the streets. <laughs> you can find us at whalesarewhales.com. Whales are Whales is the network that hosts this show, along with other cool shows as well. Um, that involve Brian, myself, and our friends. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, send us an email at Gmail, uh, find us on YouTube. We're at train station at 8 at all. I got so close to the end of the episode without OG. <laughs> you can find us on YouTube or on Twitter, uh, at Gmail, all those places. We are train station at 8. So get in touch, give us show suggestions, or just say hello or, or whatever you want. And we'll be happy to hear from you. Um, that's pretty much it for us. Um, Bev, is there anything that you'd like to plug? Any projects or websites or that sort of thing? Okay, uh, let me see more about Overclocked Remix, which you can actually check it at allcvmix.org. I actually got a good 20 arrangements there hosted up on the site. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm over at Radio Sega, which is uh, radiosega.net, where I do Sega Mixer Drive every Friday night at 4 p.m. Eastern. Go ahead, tune on in, join in the IRC, and have a good old, a, a, a good fun time with me. And, um, I, I have a, I am on my uh, Twitter feed at Freakrexy. That's F-R-E-Q-R-E-X-Y. Um, let me see. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but I haven't used it for a while. I'm just <laughs> playing all, um, Freakrexy again over there. Sega Mixer Drive also has a Facebook page. That's, again, all in one word right there. I have a SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com forward slash Freakrexy. I keep on, I, I, I keep a great amount of tabs of on up and coming uh, Sega arranging artists as well, as well as occasionally uploading some things that I might have also recently done. So, um, great. That's, wow, that's, that's pretty much my uh, approach for this one. Nice. I like it. Um, and uh, Radio Sega is a pretty fun place to hang out, and um, all of your mixes have been excellent on the site so far. So, great. Um, lots of fun stuff to check out, um, Rexy wise. And that brings us indeed to the end of this episode so everyone thank you very much for listening we'll be back next week as usual and enjoy your lives until brandon strader consumes it and (laughs) everything is absorbed into his dark soul (laughs) 